gay. Where I'm the lesbian. And I'm the gay. And today we're talking about baby, baby gays. gays. Ooh. So Nate. <laughs> baby gays. We've all been one. Are we one now? I don't know. What is a baby gay? <laughs> a baby gay is similar to a baby in yes. terms of being new, but as opposed to, you know, just being a baby and being new to life, baby gays are new to being out of the closet. Wow. That was, wow. What a definition. <laughs> how, how would you describe a baby gay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I would say a baby gay is a gay who is newly out, fresh out of the closet, very excited. Fresh out of the closet, like a baby is fresh out of the oven. Yes? (laughs) Okay. Continuing with this metaphor. No, I don't think we need to continue with this metaphor, Nate. you weren't clear on what a baby is. No, okay, (laughs) no. It's what we mean. Um, Woo! Um, Yeah, no, but people who are... Fresh out of the closet, mm-hmm. new gays, very excited about being gay. Yes, it's almost its own subculture. I mean, it's not like the same where it has like a branding and like its own flag or well, something. Well, because every because eventually you grow out of it. Yeah, but like there's all these different. I don't want really to say the term stereotypes, but there's all these different cultural things that stick to baby gays and a lot of little nuances that people notice, and that's why they're like, oh. Because they're baby gay, right? Mm-hmm. They group them all together. Yeah. So, Nate, going off of that, how can one spot a baby gay? Oh, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> baby gays, I'll say this, are gay without a care. Being they're gay, gay and they want to, like, tell everyone that they're gay. Yeah. They, they want the world to know. It's like you got a new scooter and you needed to take it around the block so everyone knows you got a new scooter. Yeah. No, that's, right? that is, that's a really good metaphor. Right. <laughs> Better than your baby thing. <laughs> no, no, it, it very much so is. I think about... When I think of baby gays, you know, the image that comes to mind, besides thinking about myself as a baby gay, is when you and I went to Pride... <laughs> and you were wearing a shirt that said, nobody knows I'm a lesbian. One of my favorite shirts. It's funny. Because I, I was like, I should have that shirt. And then I was like, everybody knows. It wouldn't make sense. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, and then there was, this girl came up to us who was definitely, I'd say, in high school. Yeah. You know, like she was young. And she was like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. I, I want that shirt. That's so cool. And just like very... Very excited, like definitely yeah. her first pride. Yeah. Very excited about being a lesbian, right. which like rightly so, you know. Oh, and I was the same way. But yeah, being gay is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, once you get through all the bullshit, but I think it's that. Well, and it's it's that I feel like the thing that characterizes it too, it is the excitement, and so it's like once you have accepted the fact that you're gay, and you're like, yes, I am gay. Yes, and mm-hmm. it there almost feels like there's a nuance where baby gays have yet to like face more traumatic sides of being out of the closet yet, right? Yeah, that's no. a blanket statement, but it, usually the it is, over but excitement I comes from like a lack of like 
adversity yet, right? Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I was very excited because I was just like, yes, rainbows, gay, <laughs> women, <laughs> and then like, and then later on as time passed and, uh, you know, then it was like, a, oh, no, like being gay actually can affect my life in ways that I did not realize. Yeah. I was just very excited. Right. And I mean, like, it is exciting, especially because like being queer is like its own community. Yeah. It's you fully accepting a new column of your identity. Yeah. Like, it's a very exciting moment. It's yes. a very pivotal moment in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's I'd like to argue that not every gay is like a baby gay inherently at first, right? Right. If, if we're, or in the sense in the of, way that we think of baby gays, the yeah. image that we're right. attaching and, to it. And I mean, like, I guess everyone goes through a phase of like, oh my gosh, yay, I'm out and I'm proud. But not everyone mm-hmm. is in a community or place where they can celebrate no. like that. Well, and yeah, and some people don't even get to the point of celebrating it in that right. way. You know, Internalized because homophobia. Right. Because I think about being... <laughs> a baby gay, it was when I fully accepted that I was gay. Yeah. You know, and once I fully accepted it, then I was able to celebrate it. Right. And so then if, yeah. Yeah, and that to say that the baby gays that I see now, (laughs) it feels like, going back to my baby metaphor, just like looking at this innocent child that doesn't have to pay taxes yet, right? (laughs) It's like, you're going to grow from the hardships that you will endure. Or maybe not endure. And I think, you know... Well, and even... Because even if there aren't hardships, you'll... Like, it settles, you know? Where, like, where being gay is then less of this thing that you're just, like, super excited about and then just becomes a given. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Right? Because I also think with being a baby gay, (laughs) being fresh out of the closet... Oven. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That... There comes this level of, like, naivete. The fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Was that the word? Was that right? Naiveness? I think it's naive, naivety, naivete. They are often naive. Yes. Right? Yes. I feel like that is also a characteristic. And also in the sense that they don't necessarily understand, like, the culture or the history because everything is so new. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes, yeah, and I think too. Where it's not like a bad ignorance or anything. No. It's just like, a, oh, you're definitely new to this. You're learning these different things. Yeah, you know. it's the same as like we learn American history because we're Americans. Mm-hmm. We should learn queer history because we're queer. Yes. And I think too that with like how progressive our communities are becoming and how more accepted being queer is Mm -hmm. obviously to an extent that like baby gays are a little more emphasized because they don't have to go through the exact sort of experience that previous generations would have had to go through i'm called a baby gay all the time by my co-workers at work who grew up in the 80s right Right. and like i'm a baby gay and i'm 22 right Mm -hmm. and then i even look at people that are in high school or even people my age that come out and they're like and I'm like, oh, what a baby gay. Mm-hmm. Wait until you pay your own bills, right? Right. No, and that's so true because it's also, you know, baby gays are characterized by sort of a lack of experience. Yeah. Like, I would agree that's also it. Because then in that sense, yeah. Yeah, we're, because we've been out for like six years. Yeah. You know, give or take. I feel like as far as being gay and accepting that, like, it's been six years 
it's become normalized to us. It's yeah. no longer a new thing. Yeah. However, I would say that we are still lacking experiences that we haven't been able to have, you know, because of yeah. being not around a huge gay community. Right. Absolutely. And again, experience is so subjective. I yes. Mean, even in very just true, how, like, yeah, true. even in how I said, I mean, when, when my coworkers talk to me about how I'm inexperienced, it's maybe because I don't go to gay bars very often mm-hmm. and I haven't, like, cruised before, right? Right, <laughs> like, which things you don't like that. need to. Right, right, which, not to say that they're and forcing you to or no, anything no. like that. Well, no, but then, no, no, but that isn't necessarily, like, a given yeah, but to then, being gay. Right, but then the same thing when I look at what I would refer to as baby gays, I mean, I even feel it's, it's, it's bad. Sometimes it goes to, like, this dissonant place where I'm like, you haven't had, like, a struggle with your parent yet, mm-hmm. right? And this well, is... and then because some people don't. Yeah, and that's all. what I mean with, like, sometimes... <laughs> I, it, I it's... haven't. My parents are pretty great. <laughs> some people throw, baby, like, the term baby gay out there, not as an insult, but as, like, a, oh, my fucking God, you're just a fucking baby gay, and it's a yeah, little like... obnoxious. It's a little obnoxious is what they're saying, right? Right, right. Um, which, <laughs> which can be true, you know? Sometimes... Sometimes... <laughs> sometimes we get very excited, <laughs> as I, was... I have been. Right. I was obnoxious. I like to think. You no, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> so Excuse me. It sounded so mean. Okay, I'm like in high school. You think I was obnoxious since we've known each other? No, no. Let's unpack this. No, tell me how I was freshman year. Tell me about it. I was just going to say that when I first met you, I thought you were a lot, and I didn't know if we were going to be friends. That's because I was an MT, not because no, I was gay. First oh, no. Well, because then I because I didn't want to assume you were gay because I knew I was going to come to theater school and assume everyone was gay, <laughs> and I was like, M, you can't do that. Don't assume everyone is gay. So then I was like, Izzy, and then we talked, and then immediately you and I were like, we're gay. And then I was like, now I like you. <laughs> Um, no, but that's fair. I was obnoxious freshman year. All jokes aside. Oh, all of us were. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, we were literally... <laughs> Honestly, we probably still are. It's fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Subjectively anyway, obnoxious, right? Anyway, back, back to what we were talking about before I insulted you. Which happens every five minutes. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> but yes, because I was also wondering as far as baby gays, because there's not a clear line then of like when you are no longer right. a baby gay, because I was going to ask like, okay, so like you're a baby gay. When do you transition into being a seasoned gay? Yeah. And I guess that could also be subjective too, but I'll, I'll share my opinion on it. Yeah. Just because, again, from my dissonant place, the thing that I find obnoxious about a lot of baby gays is that they still act like straight people. Oh, you know, so I feel like you transition into being a not baby gay. This is a pseudoscience. You're no longer baby gay. Once it becomes normalized and more of like your truth, which again, for some people happens through like kind of trauma smacking them and then making them sort of grateful in this unique way Mm -hmm. for others, like. I see a lot of people still abide to the patriarchy and sort of like how they have to act or like right, or convention. Like they, that they still cling on to these heteronormative ideas because that's how they were socialized. Yeah, and then like and then like nothing's... us as queer people though have this beautiful gift that right. we don't have to believe those things. Well, right, because well nobody does. But, usually, yeah. it used to go hand in hand, and even more so than when I was alive, right? 
I'm sure there's an older gay listening to this that's like, okay, Nate, you think you had it hard? No, like, but literally, I mean, sometimes you have to face this sort of adversity and you have to come out of it. And the only way you come out of it is by dropping convention or dropping the bullshit of heteronormative society. And that's Mm -hmm. when like pride becomes like a proud that I'm here and grateful for what I am versus like the aesthetic of like rainbows. No, that's community. Like, it's a party, and we should celebrate that as well, because, you know, being gay is super fun. But, like, we are proud because of the many groups that tried to... Put us down. Put us down. Right. Like, like I that's th- why Pride exists. Yeah, because in the beginning, it was like, Pride, yes! I'm gay! <laughs> Woo! Right. You know, but now I definitely think of Pride as more of a celebration and choosing to love myself. Yeah. And right? I, yeah. And I mean, like, for me, I've had, like, dissonance with family members, too. That was, like, hard in my own right. And I've had dissonance in my career. And my being gay has been such a block so many times Mm -hmm. that I have to realize that I have to forge my own path or Mm -hmm. go along this path that was forged by gay people before me. Yeah. And, And I mean, like, that sort of, like, dropping of this convention, dropping the straight bullshit can happen different ways and for me it was like climbing through adversity through dissonance mm-hmm. in my career and my family yeah. members other people maybe it's like more of a sexual thing right yeah. if they already have loving family members sometimes like baby gays even sex can be conventional and then dropping it and learning what you like and a more for pleasure self-understanding sexual experience is better does that make sense? Sort of. For some people, it's a sexual experience because the more they have sex, they sort of learn what they want and their own sort of and pleasure And it normalizes. Needs. It normalizes an unconventional queerness. way of sex. Right. So to tie it back to like, it drops convention for them, yes. right? Because, well, and I, I was yeah. going to say too, that makes sense. Yeah. And that, yeah, if we're talking about like the transition sort of happens when the queerness becomes normalized and no longer new and just sort of a given. And I think I agree that happens in different ways. And I think it can also happen through community. Yeah. And I would say that for me, that's probably how that happened. Yeah, sure. You know, was like by meeting other gay people and seeing how it is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And that it's, you know, like being around it and then, I don't know, getting used to it, I suppose, in a way that it wasn't like, woo! Well, because it was probably less, this is going to sound a little more morbid way to say it but it was probably less special I shouldn't say less special but less like a I'm the gay one when you're surrounded uh, when, by a when bunch of when you're surrounded by people. queer people then it is just it's right, literally that makes normalized yeah. right it's normalized and then it is just a given it's like well yeah obviously you're gay well yeah and it's a given <laughs> right. in a positive light yes right, yes, yes, in a yes. very normalized positive light yeah 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 I totally agree because yeah. it's interesting because you were talking about adversity mm-hmm. and how like going through adversity but then it's interesting because now being gay is becoming so much more accepted. Right. And I feel like there's some people who, I mean, I think all gay people face some adversity. I also yeah. think that there are varying levels of privilege within the gay community. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's interesting because some people don't really have to face that adversity or to the same extent. So then they, you know, their process of acceptance is different. Yeah. And I mean, it it can literally boil down to the community that you grew up in specifically. And then like, obviously there's other factors that affect you totally differently within the queer community, like race and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then even, even where you live. Yeah. But even like how you conventionally look like, like men that are 
feminine or women that are butch have different experiences than men that are masculine and women that are feminine, right? Right. Just like not to say that one is because they both come with their own challenges. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, we have to understand like passing privilege. If that's like yeah. a purple word, but like, you know, things like that. There's even situations where I pass as a masculine man. Right. Until I talk or cross my legs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, depending on the situation that other people don't have to go through. Yeah. And baby gays, sometimes, especially in like, like we said, where things are becoming more accepted, mm-hmm. have that sort of privilege of growing up in this world. Yeah. That now exists. Mm-hmm. Which ties back to why you need to know your history. Yeah. It'll make you grateful. Well, I think about, so Jojo Siwa <laughs> just came out. Yeah, let's talk about that. Woo. Let's talk about that. Um, Which also, like, good for her. Good for her. That's very exciting. Find yourself. She's a baby gay. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yes, no, that's a very good example. But it was funny because I was watching her one video where she was thanking everyone for being so supportive. And um, one of the things that she said was, you know, and and... Like, people talk about coming out and how it's just, you know, super scary and, and everything, but it's not anymore. And I was like, what? That's, and right, that's Girl. the sort of like... And I was like, and that, like, that is so good that she was able to have such a supportive experience, and I'm so glad. Yeah. But then also it's like, a, okay, but realize, like, there's still people who are being kicked out of their homes, and so then that's where the naiveness the naivete of being a baby gay comes from because you don't always think about those things. You're just so excited about you coming out. Like you don't necessarily know the history or, and I mean, I think about that a lot. And like when I was in high school and some of my other queer friends, not knowing about gay history and not understanding the AIDS crisis and you know, where we've come from. Even the fact that prep exists is like change the next generation immensely. Oh, yeah. They know about HIV AIDS, but Mm -hmm. it's such less of like a stressor for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tying it back, yeah, that is such a baby gay thing. I mean, not everyone has like this cult following of millions of people already. Of course, like a good handful of them are gonna like love and accept you still, especially Mm -hmm. in the day and age that we're in. But to like understand that there are, Acknowledging the privileges that you have. Yeah, and that being gay, yes, as someone who's just coming out is like a part of you and that's what it is in that moment. But Mm -hmm. it's such a bigger concept than that. It's a whole community. It's a whole statement that means different things in different parts of the country. Yeah. And we have to all be there as a community for each other in that Mm -hmm. sort of situation. Yeah. Then I'm wondering, I guess we kind of answered this. Are we baby gays? Yes (laughs) Yes and no. Yeah. Because I would say we, again, we're no longer baby gays in the sense that it's now normal. I mean, we do have this podcast, though, so I don't know. Is that... I know, maybe <laughs> this is us being like, woo, we're going! Well, but also, I think, again, I think this podcast came out of a need to celebrate our identities. So then, are we baby gays? To the definitions that we said, there are things that... I know and I'm grateful for and understand now that make me less of a baby gay, more Mm -hmm. of like a mature, settled in queer person. Like Mm -hmm. I know my history and I have this sort of gratitude that came out of this adversity. But likewise, there's a whole chunk of like social life and community that I don't understand based off of like hands-on experience. And that's not to say that I still hold that sort of naive like, 
well, I guess I do in some aspects, but that's sort of like ignorant, problematic things. Mm -hmm. But like even just the like, I went to a gay bar and, you know, I was out of place. (laughs) I haven't molded into that thing yet. And even just being comfortable to say that if gay bars end up not being my thing, being comfortable to know that versus like me being uncomfortable because it's new and I'm new and I'm a baby gay. Right. That makes sense. Um, I relate that to, this is just a side note, to like the whole mask for mask thing we talked about forever ago in a different episode like you can be attracted to masculine men but it should be out of a place of like understanding yourself and not a place out of i'm new and heteronormative right right or yeah out of a misogynistic place (laughs) right so then for you how are you sort of still a baby gay and how are you not i would say in the sense that being gay has become such a given for me and it doesn't feel like a special thing you know it <laughs> just so feels sad. like um like totally natural and normal right? right like I feel like it's been normalized because I've been out for as long as I have I would say I'm still a baby gay in the sense that I mean I haven't like lived my adult gay life you know in the right. sense that like we're still in college, almost graduating. And you've only met like two lesbians in your life. Ah! So there's more out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, and so that like I don't feel super involved in the community or in mm-hmm. the way that I would like to. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not like an adult gay, <laughs> I suppose. You know, if that makes sense. Like I, there's still so many experiences I will have. Yeah. I also think that another thing in a way that I'm not a baby gay is that I have taken the time to like understand the history and to educate myself right. about the community and like what that means. You know, I've watched lots of gay movies, which also I feel like is such a baby gay thing to do as well. I remember I would like binge gay movies because <laughs> I was like, gay! It'd only be worse if you recommended two new pieces of queer media every single week to a widespread audience oh, or something. Oh, I know. I know. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, but now... But again, it's not in a place of like, I must consume every gay piece of media. (laughs) Like a new gay movie comes out and I'm like, I must watch it. Now it's more of like a a new gay movie comes out and I'm like, oh, that looks good. I think I'll watch it. Or like, no, I'm really fucking tired of hearing that story. I'm not going to see it. (laughs) You know? Well, I feel like the excitement comes from like a place of loving yourself, which is great. Yes. And becoming a more mature adult gay doesn't mean you stop loving yourself, right? So I think it makes sense that you're still like, I'm gay, pride flags, queer movies, right. Yeah, I'm just not wearing as many rainbows as I once did. (laughs) (laughs) You're not one of those gays. (laughs) (laughs) Or even, this is a funny thing, I remember when I was like in high school and doing layout and I didn't live close enough to a city where I could go to Pride. And so I remember thinking about like, oh my God, if I could go to Pride, what would I wear? And I would think about like what I would wear to Pride. Then I did go to Pride later, you know, Right. Now, since I've been in college, that was the first time I went to Pride. Actually, the only time, because that was last year, before the pandemic. Oh, and my God. the pandemic hit, and then we couldn't go to Pride again. I forgot that right? was the first time you went to Pride. Right? Wow. Yeah. And that was St. Louis Pride, which is, like, objectively not as good as Chicago or New York Pride. Well, it was still good, though. It's very, I've been to all Saint, three. St. Louis Pride is nice and wholesome, I 
I thought. There's not. There's no such thing as a bad prime. Yeah. First but off. anyway, anyway, the point <laughs> I'm making is that like when I thought when I was in high school and thought about what I would want to wear to Pride, it was just like totally decked out in rainbows, rainbow suspenders, like crazy, you know. Yeah. Like, rainbow flag is a cape. And then, like, we went to Pride together, and I just wore, like, my fun home shirt and some khaki shorts. Yeah. You know, where it's, like, a little more relaxed. Right. I relate being a baby gay, like, baby gay excitement to my mom's experience of me being gay. Yeah. Because when I flew out to New York for a totally different reason, um, for the Jimmy Awards... Uh, oh my, God. my mom came with and it happened to be the weekend of pride and i relate being a baby gay to her being like oh and we can wear this and that and oh that'd yeah. be so fun because the same thing oh happened God. the following year when it was the year before i was in the parade because i was working for broadway in chicago at the time oh, right, right, right. so they had a float and my sister went with my mom <laughs> and um she was just so funny. She's like, oh, and I got stickers for my face. And, like, we got, I got, like, should I get spray paint so we can spray ah. paint our hair? Like, which we didn't end up doing. Anyway. Yeah, no, I also, I had a similar experience where um, my, my parents, it was <laughs> it was in June, so during Pride Month, and my parents were in Minneapolis for something. I don't know what. But they had gone to Target in Minneapolis, and then when they came home, they were like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff we found. Because, like, you know, Target in cities will have, like, pride stuff. But right. then, like, Targets in not cities don't. And then they just came home with, like, like rainbow keychain and, like, <laughs> rainbow swim trunks and rainbow, like, little, you know, just, like, a yeah. bunch of stuff. And they're like, look at all of this stuff. Right. And that's so funny. That, I love it. That's so funny that your experience was so, like, out and, like, woo! Because, yeah. again, I mean, I've shared this numerous times. Your mind felt more of, like, a, oh, I'm gay. That's cool, but I'm yeah. not going to be one of those yeah. types of games. Well, and it's also funny thinking about my mom, because again, my mom essentially just asked me if I was gay, and that's how I came out to her. <laughs> but I was like, like, obviously she knew I was gay, because I was like full-blown baby gay mode. Right. Like, where I right. was like hand braiding rainbow bracelets and like painting my nails rainbows and right. like it was definitely i'm sure she was like hmm, hmm interesting right and i guess i was a baby gay in terms of me being like i guess internally homophobic and inexperienced because when i came to college was when that came out of me the rainbows and the right like, loudness yeah. and the fun and which i also is valid. yeah well and i also feel like because then you coming to college, and I don't, I don't want to speak for you, you can... You're probably right. Keep um, <laughs> that you coming to college was, like, your first taste of community or having, like, close gay friends. Yes, it was. Right? Because... And so then I feel like that also brings out the baby gay. <laughs> yeah. You know, the first time that you find community and you find a space where it's yeah, accepted. And it I think that's probably the difference between us because, like, you came out but you weren't in an environment where you could be, like, that loud and proud mm -hmm. versus, like, I came out and I had this, like, theater support system right. where, like, being gay was celebrated Very and so true. then I could celebrate it in yeah. this little community. Yeah, I tried to hide that shit so much. Yeah. And I, hence why I was, like, a baby gay literally in the fact that I, like, wasn't even, yeah like, allowing myself to be fully gay, mm -hmm. right? Because, I, yeah, I was abiding to heteronormative bullshit. Mm -hmm. I was internally homophobic. Do you think people inherently stop being baby gays? I guess the question is, how old can a baby gay be? I think it's. I think it definitely is like a, when you're newly out of the closet and then it fades. But do you think it, <laughs> but I think do you think that, it always fades? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
Right. I guess, well, I guess I'm thinking more of like, I know a lot of men that get to a very old age where they're still very like internally homophobic or like probably oh well then we're, we're defining we're defining baby gays in different ways right oh now. maybe i'm just you're right because i think internalized of... homophobia can last forever i'm talking about baby gays specifically in this like period of oh. excitement and acceptance yeah so maybe they're oneself. not even baby gays they're like not even i they just skipped the they're... baby gay phase right. <laughs> Which I guess is possible. Right, they skipped preschool. They went right to kindergarten. <laughs> you know, like they figured yeah, cause, it out. Yeah, well, and it's true though, because I don't think everybody goes through this period. Yeah, you don't of, need like, to go to preschool. Excitement. I didn't go to preschool. My <laughs> okay. siblings did. Okay. My older brother and my younger Nate, sister. Okay, we're you know? gonna wrap then up this metaphor. I graduated in the top ten percent. Okay. Cool. And so, just to say, you don't need preschool. Okay. Circling back. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I I do think that, I think that this idea of this modern baby gay that we're talking about is also possible now because being gay is more accepted. Mm -hmm. So then there's this opportunity to be out and proud and loud versus other people and from different generations. I feel like this idea of like being a baby gay looked very different because they're never was the opportunity to have this, like, out and proud, yeah. I'm gay, and, you know? And in terms of, of how I didn't find it until I had community, mm-hmm. I think social media has given people a way to find community a oh, lot easier. Oh, 100%. You want to talk I about, think about that. Well, and also, and or everyone's... even Tumblr. Let me talk about oh, that yes. for a second. Because, well, I never... media platform. Yes, anyway. and I never was on Tumblr. However, it's interesting thinking about me as a baby gay... I remember when I was in high school and I came out my sophomore year and I remember like when I came out there were a couple, very few, but some queer women who were upperclassmen that I looked up to and I was like, oh my god, like they're also queer, um, wow, <laughs> you know, and I, because I was so like excited and then I looked up to them right. and then I remember distinctly a shift happening where then I was an upperclassman and then suddenly there were like all of these freshmen queers who were just like, oh my God, M, so cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I am now the alpha gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, oh, what was my point of this story? Oh, oh. And so anyway, my point of this is that I do think, because I remember being an upperclassman and them being so aware of their sexuality in a way that I was not, Mm. you know, like when I was a freshman in high school. And so I was like, oh my God, how do they know? Or I remember like friends being like, oh yeah, my girlfriend in middle school. And I was like, holy shit. Um, (laughs) And then I remember saying like, it's Tumblr. I blame it on Tumblr. (laughs) I blame Tumblr. All these, all these young people with their Tumblr, now they all know they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> all these Tumblr turning people gay. Yeah. yeah. That's how TikTok is today. No, yeah. That's it's the same thing. That so it's, many... People are able to discover themselves so much sooner because they're able to find these communities and resources. Yeah, and like even look at other people's experiences that they otherwise wouldn't be able to see. Yes. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. Well, and, but and then I... it also <laughs> re-glorifies the whole baby gay, like <laughs> sort of, uh, what is the whole social media criticism? The like instant gratification shit. Oh, like, yeah. It's all, it's all glorified, so they only post like the, glor- the awesome parts of being queer and right. then it turns into this just... All these baby gays jerking each other off about being gay. And like, woo! 
Yeah, and again, it's 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 creating a platform and a space for people to do that. Yeah. Which honestly is so good. I think it's yeah. so good because then it allows people to accept and celebrate themselves, you know? Very true. I also worry that in this age of extreme acceptance of being gay, which again is good, <laughs> that then people do not take the time to do their research right. about gay history. Correct. And about the hardships and, you know, I think it's so important to understand and be grateful for what we have now because of the people who fought before us. Yeah, it's even just understanding that other people still fight these things today. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you don't want to be like, no, being gay is easy now. Yes. Maybe for you if you live in, like, a liberal city in California and Mm -hmm. not, like, the middle of the Midwest in a cornfield. And again, I know, I mean, I know people our age who have gone through conversion therapy. Yeah. It wasn't successful, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Thank obviously, God. Thank God. but that that's still happening yeah, and to and so people like, our age. Yeah, and it's like not yeah. to diminish other people's queerness or the privileged lives that they lead. But, but I think acknowledging your privilege, I think always acknowledging you. your, yeah, and like yeah. it's always important to acknowledge your privilege in yeah. whatever space you are in. Yeah, and it makes you more grateful too, Yeah, and it should. You know, mm-hmm. and it makes you a more aware, well-rounded person. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more fun stories of uh, your baby gay days? Uh, yes. My favorite part about being a baby gay, which is probably the biggest tell, was that I got more into, like, sexology and, like, oh, yeah. learning about sex and this whole, like, <laughs> I'm great... taking credit for that. No, yeah, it's all your Our fault. <laughs> but I love being so, all like, yeah, and I'm gay and gay sex is great and all this other stuff. And I had, like, not only did I have very little experience having gay sex, but I also had, like, so much anxiety with oh, it yeah. that I, like... I felt like I was literally talking about something that I textbook understood, but really didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a total, like, yeah, gay sex is fun, and it's so easy to do it safely. And I'm like, there's so much more than that. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so much more I had to get over that I didn't understand yet. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel that like was... you and I both had <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh, especially, was it... When did we start hanging out? End of freshman year? Around yeah. there? Yeah. Started... Sophomore year is when we became, like, besties. Right, and I remember just, like... Uh, every conversation we had would eventually veer into like sex yeah just because that's what we would talk about but then it was funny going home and being like i haven't had that much sex and at the time i was like and i haven't even had anal yet which again was at the time like the virginity of right oh yeah i know then i remember we would have that conversation of like what is virginity <laughs> what is yeah and so and i was like oh and i feel like a virgin which goes back to that like i still abided to like right, right, heteronormative right. scripts yeah um so that's like the only like time I really felt like a baby gay other than when I'm sure I was obnoxious to other gay men. How about you? Or do you have any other fun gay stories? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just like really gay. You still are really gay. Yeah, very gay. (laughs) I also think that I clung to other gay people. If I saw anyone, this is still true. This is still true. But I am very drawn to other queer people and so like if i saw any other queer person i'd be like immediately be like i'm obsessed with them (laughs) you know and i would like look up to them so much yeah that's still true you know that's still very true um yeah i'm constantly clocking people we we were watching like we were watching like an episode of big mouth and there was a girl way in the background that oh my god like blurred out in the background just like walking by and And i was like like, look at that queer yes (laughs) i do that all the time (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, there. so nothing has changed. Or we watched um, a live Netflix thing, you know, that was in front of a live audience. And whenever it would, like, pan to the audience, I was like, look at look at him! He's gay! He's <laughs> like, I, do you think they're dating? Probably. <laughs> Maybe they're just friends. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess that hasn't changed. And, you know, I'm still a baby gay in that sense, I suppose. But also, I don't think that's ever going to change. No, that's fine. You know, yeah. keep a what is there's a biblical verse somewhere about <laughs> about maintaining a childlike faith. D- yeah, something like that, right? I love using the Bible for my own gay ways. Um, um, yeah, I don't think. Don't quote I don't me know on if that. that verse can be applied. Or something here. about having anyway have having a, child a childlike like, faith. Yeah. Sure. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if it's applied here. That's I, it is when I say it is. Uh, uh, the Bible also says being gay is an abomination. So <laughs> we're not getting into this. Wow! Uh, don't anyway. get me on theology because I'll go off. <laughs> If yeah. you're a baby gay, do your fucking research. Do, <laughs> do your fucking homework. Yeah. It's also fun and important, and it makes you a better person. So. Yeah, well, and it's it's a beautiful thing yeah. to be able to, like, radically accept yourself. Right. And what is your gay recommendation this week? My gay recommendation, which I've already talked about, it's, like, my favorite gay movie, Closet Monster. Ooh. And I watched it when I was a baby gay, and I was in high school, and it was very formative for me, mm-hmm. and I related to the character a lot, and it's also just, like, a beautiful film. I mm-hmm. think that, like, the editing and everything is stunning, and it's so good. I highly recommend Closet Monster, my favorite gay movie thus far. <laughs> Named? What are you recommending? I am recommending an album by Webster alum, <gasps> Josh Franklin. <gasps> it's his self-titled album. I'm recommending it because I became more in tune with myself and less of a baby gay when I found other gay people to look up to and that mm-hmm. sense of community. Mm-hmm. And Josh Franklin, being an alumni from my college, felt really close to me. He has this great album out full of his own original music and I remember listening to it on loop. I listen to it suits me just fine over and over and over and over again. But I highly recommend it's on Spotify. He's queer and he's doing great things right now, both on Broadway and also just in his life. I think he opened up a bar with his boyfriend. I know. And I know. And it's in like Colorado and I want to go. Go I know. But please go check it out. He would love the listens and he's really great. And I really do enjoy his music. Nate? Where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There you can DM us with any ideas you'd have for topics you'd like us to talk about, and we post all of our recommendations on our feed. You can also follow my personal Instagram at NateJig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G, and you cannot follow M because her Instagram is private! Correct! Be sure to follow our podcast and give it a five-star review. You'll always be there for new episodes. And until next time, let's be excited. Let's be educated. And as always, let's be gay! Woo! Thank you guys so much. (laughs) 